so many people don't just have one job anymore. A lot of people are always kind of doing a mix of things. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Like, it's not the smartest choice anymore. I feel like we have to protect ourselves and always be able to pivot quickly as needed. Welcome to Kindred Spirits, the podcast that brings you unfiltered conversations about life, work, and everything in between. Join us as we share stories, spark connections, and celebrate the magic that happens when Kindred Spirits unite. Welcome back and Happy New Year. We are kicking things off with an awesome interview with Bethany Ramsey. Bethany is a beauty-obsessed marketing and PR consultant with over a decade of 360 marketing expertise. She is the founder of Honey Bee, her consulting agency, as well as the Seattle Beauty Collective and the Beauty Brief. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Bethany Ramsey. Bethany, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. We are stoked to have you. Let's kick things off by just hearing a little bit about your background. So where are you from and what did the early years of your career look like? I am from the Midwest. I, I grew up in the Ohio area, but I went to school in Chicago and stayed for the first eight-ish years of my career. I went to Columbia College there, which is a small like liberal arts school, and I studied journalism, actually. So that was initially what I always had intended was to write, which I do a lot of today. But while I was there, it was 2008 when I had started J School, and the situation with digital journalism was just so unknown. There wasn't a lot of hopefulness among our professors, and it was very discouraging. So I got a double major in public relations and then also journalism. I did finish my degree. And then I also picked up some PR and marketing classes and ended up interning in that space too. Um, And after that, my first role ended up being kind of a combination of all of it. And I was focused on content development and copywriting. Wow, double major. That must have taken (laughs) you a lot of time and effort. I don't know. I was a little bit crazy. I, I really loved my school. It was a good fit for me. And I think I was very much excited to get out of Ohio and to be in a city and, and kind of make it all start happening. I definitely didn't realize what would be my actual passion within the marketing realm professionally until much later. But I think it's funny to look back on that first job that I took out of college and the ones that I took after that up until about Honestly, 2020 was when the like full trajectory of my career changed and I did really find my passion point, which was so exciting. Oh, yeah. I always just was told everything that you do in life, even if you don't really know why you're doing it, it always leads you yes. where you end up, you know? No, ab- absolutely. It's it's really funny when, when you do start to kind of see like the reasons why and, and all of that <laughs> behind some of the other things that you've either been through or endured or just things that felt really random and meaningless but down the road they do end up having a lot of significant meaning oh gosh yeah if i go down the route of where i started from you can... <laughs> <laughs> um so you mentioned before that you you took a job at a school in the 2020 but you know honeybee blue like where tell us about your decision to go all in instead of pursuing you know, a more corporate job. And I want to speak on this because corporate roles are something that I think are ingrained in us. I'm not aging anyone in Mm -hmm. this podcast. However, I believe that, you know, I grew up and correct me if I'm wrong, I grew up with my parents were like, 
get an administrative job, get a corporate job. This is Monday to Friday. That's just like how we were raised a little bit. So I'm curious when your aha moment decision. So I feel like I've always been a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. Since I was like a child, I had like a very bougie lemonade stand set up every summer and I loved it. I was like a tiny, like ethical hustler. Um, and I was all about the luxury experiences um, for my lemonade stand client. But beyond that, um, I did, I took, I took a corporate role and when I had relocated from Chicago to Michigan, eventually, there weren't the types of jobs that I was really intrigued by or wanted. Um, so that was that was a long time ago. And I've done corporate gigs in between, but that was my first kind of taste of freelance. And I really did love it. But I felt like I was too young in my career to to be able to maintain that. And I, I wanted to learn more from others instead of learning from myself and trial and error and mistakes. I felt like there was more to do. So I ended up freelancing for a couple of years. Then I went back to a corporate gig, went back to three more, four, three or four more corporate gigs in between all of that. And then this fall, I decided to try again. Um, and a big part of the why is I think that there is such a lack of stability now. And like you said, we were raised with all of that very much like ingrained with us. But even if you do snag those big corporate jobs, there's there's massive layoffs. There's all sorts of things that can happen. And while I think it can be intimidating to be all in, it gives you more control over your future and your well-being and the work that you're doing and who you're working with and your hours, your location, all of that. If you're willing to to do what you need to do in order to to find clients and find people to work with, but um, since my my last job search um, before I relocated to Seattle, where I am now, I had saw a girl on TikTok who had it's always that right. You were talking to a TikTok junkie here, so yes, no no shame over here. We don't need to pretend like you know we we read it in a news article or whatever. We're all on TikTok. I mean, honestly, this girl totally changed my life. Like she has, she offers these career tips and I feel so bad that I'm blanking on her name right now, but I'll find her and I'll send you guys the link later because I believe she deserves some, some recognition because she's a great resource for women at work. She offers these kind of unconventional career tips and she talks about leveraging LinkedIn as a platform for your personal brand. And when I was in the midst of that last job search about like two years ago, I started doing that and I felt like I was talking to no one and I felt kind of silly and a little bit cringe. I was trying to be really authentic and I'm a writer at heart, so it wasn't hard to come up with things to say in content. And I generally, I work in the beauty space now and I, I love this. This is my home. I'm very passionate about it, just genuinely, but um, it did kind of felt like I was yelling into like a void and there's nothing there. But she said, don't get discouraged. Just like keep trying. You have to position yourself, you know, like as like, who you want to be and like what you want for your next steps. And honestly, it it ended up taking maybe like six to nine months before I started to see some like positive results from that consistency. And it has just it continued ever since. And with that, I ended up having a lot of different networking opportunities and chances to talk with people. And a lot of people were looking for for help and for marketing consulting and brand strategy. And they want to launch a brand and all of these things. And so I, I took the jump for, or the leap rather, um, 
into Honeybee full time because there were just so many opportunities being thrown at me. I, I felt like it felt like I just had to, like it would be silly if I didn't just try and go all in and, and really like invest in myself and, and this time because everything was aligning in such a way. It just felt foolish not to. Hmm. That's super inspiring. Is, um, I just, I just remembered because I think this is the same person. Is this the girl that did the problematic cheat code videos? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. I knew it. I was like, this is ringing about. I follow her too. Yes. And I just looked her up. It's, um, Courtney Johnson is her name. Yes. <laughs> we'll start oh, her out yes. there. <laughs> Courtney Johnson. We'll take yes. her. And she's like, who, who are these people? <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> That's really inspiring, though, because I feel like exactly how you feel anytime I do post on LinkedIn, definitely yes. that feeling of like just shouting into the void and getting like zero likes. So glad to hear that it actually worked and took you into the direction of connecting with people and finding clients and such. It's funny what we perceive our posts not being, because when I look at both your posts on LinkedIn and I'm a I'm a LinkedIn junkie just because it's my whole yeah. life. Mm. You guys just make it look so easy and casual. And I wouldn't even blink an eye that it was some sort of anything behind the post. So that's a lot, mm -hmm. it takes a lot of courage if you, it, you know, what you're saying, you know, the likes and stuff. But because on the outside, you're killing it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, I think it, like most people, especially women, the imposter syndrome is is real. It's incredibly prevalent. And I have a post-it note on my fridge since the day that I decided to be all in with Honeybee that's basically telling me all of the things that I need to continuously remind myself every single day. <laughs> but I think I think as long as you and it, it's so cliche, but when you're talking about things that you genuinely care about and that interest you, even if you weren't doing it in your full-time job, if it was something, if, if you've been lucky enough to find something that you enjoy in your personal life as well as your professional life, then that level of authenticity, I think, is a lot easier and it's going to resonate with people a lot quicker than if it's something super forced and contrived, which I feel like consumers, other professionals, all of that, whether you're marketing something to them or you're writing something like they they can read through that so much easier than I think historically. Um, people are savvier. Mm, completely. Mm -hmm. I'm curious because you mentioned a few different things with the marketing strategy and um, a few different services sound like that go underneath Honeybee. So like, what is your passion within marketing that you really love doing or your specialty? Yeah, so I have a few different things that I really love. One of them is just overall brand strategy. And that could be either starting completely from scratch or taking a look at an existing brand and helping them either being a little bit more concrete with their concepts and their ideas or doing a total pivot and a rebrand. And I've done all of these things with the different companies and it's a lot of fun. So I love that. I think a lot of it too is like why I liked copywriting, why I liked journalism is it, it's all storytelling. It's all creating narratives and, and communicating that in a way that's going to be really engaging with whatever audience you're looking to reach. But that's one section of it. Um, another area too, it's like I, I enjoy the brand overarching side of things as well as product marketing is something I absolutely love and then also product development. So taking a look at different gaps in portfolios and what might be missing from someone's product lineup and 
you know, being really aware of different trends and things that are coming, whether that's ingredient, like format of the product itself um, and different things like that. And just helping people really either develop a line from scratch or add on to something that's already existing in order to make them a little bit stronger when they do go to market. Yeah, I can really feel that comment because I think when you see a product come to life and you get to kind of see it behind the scenes, it's actually a super cool time to almost cross the T's and dot the I's and when and how much work really goes on behind the scenes with the marketing and the SEO, you know, all that combined, it's, mm -hmm. it's really powerful when it does launch, right? You kind of feel a sense of, oh my gosh, I did this. It is. It's a lot of fun. And I think before... I got into like the product side. I was always on the brand side or just like specifically focusing on content strategy. And that entailed whether it was just like copy or social media and things like that, which I love as well. But getting to be in like the product side was sort of this new ability to actually create something real that was a tangible thing. And I feel like as marketers, it, it can be kind of like a weird thing that we're doing every day because we're not actually creating something tangible so often where we're sharing stories and there's different digital assets, but there's nothing that you can touch. So getting to be in the product side of it um, and being part of the actual development process and working with scientists and working with the, the cosmetic chemists and, and coming up with all of these things, it's, it's very satisfying in a way that I haven't gotten to feel for a lot of my career up until I started that. Mm. Awesome. It sounds like the way everything comes together too. you have such a holistic approach that you're able to offer because you've had your hands in all these different sides of the businesses within beauty and you actually know what you're talking about with the ingredients and the marketing and everything. So I'm sure that really comes in handy when you're able to cater to exactly what these companies need. Yeah, I feel like well, it's like important to have niches in some areas and how you're positioning yourself. Like I very much like beauty, health and wellness. Like th that's my niche. That's where where I like to live and go. But I am a 360 marketer and I, I like to be able to do a little bit of all of it. I don't like to be hyper focused in the types of tasks that I'm doing. I feel like it can get a little bit tedious and a little draining if it's just one small part of marketing every single day where I, I like to look at the bigger picture and I like to be able to be involved in all the different parts of it, whether or not that, you know, maybe it involves working with an outside agency to produce actual assets or to deal with analytics and things like that. But I still think it's so important to be able to decipher all of this thing, even if you're not technically doing it all yourself. I, I think it's so crucial to be able to know and understand and interpret that. Yeah, I definitely think so, too. I was curious because, you know, your brand is ultimately your baby, right? Like this is your pride and joy. And, you know, when you you mentioned before like, your 360 marketer, like when you're choosing third parties to come in to really work closely with you, because you're right. Like, if I am going to build a product, I'm not going to know how to code or bring it to life in different areas. What are your top three values when you're bringing in a third party to help? build the product like when you're looking so oftentimes with the work that i'm doing now it's typically going to be my my client's choice so a lot of the times they will have existing agencies that they've been partnering with they just needed kind of an additional person like me to help facilitate that and communicate things that they aren't quite clear about how to do or convey 
And it can also be a little bit confusing. So oftentimes I do act as an agency liaison and I have in all of my other roles too. So it's, it's kind of this funny thing that I didn't think I would be doing, but is, it's so prominent. I do have the ability sometimes though to recommend freelancers that I'm familiar with. And I, I like to recommend people that I have personally worked with and that share a lot of like the same passion. I think you can definitely tell when someone's genuine really just very into something and loves what they do. And I think that if, if someone's going to represent Honeybee, I want them to bring that same energy that I do to the table. I mean, it's so much fun. We're talking about like beauty and like self-care and wellness and makeup and skincare and it's all these things that are fun and feel good. And so I want people to also be able to have like a playful and fun approach while still being able to be incredibly knowledgeable and, and confident in what they're doing. I'm but yeah, I've, I've been lucky enough to to have a lot of, of people just already that are on deck as resources for whenever those things come up, whether it's from like the graphic design space or the media creation or social media managers, copywriters. I, I feel like just from being in marketing for, for over 12 years now, I, I know a lot of those people and so many people don't just have one job anymore. A lot of people are always kind of doing a mix of things. So they excited that, when you think come up. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the craziest thing? Everyone's doing so many different things, right? You're just yeah. kind of a jack of all trades. We're in a, such an exciting world where we, we, we are able to learn and grow in ourselves to be a part of so many cool things. Like Honey Bee is such a vibe. So I love that. It's really funny. It's I think me and um, me and a girl who actually connected on LinkedIn um we had started something before i was even all in with honeybee this year which is called the beauty brief and that is basically it's like an indie media outlet focusing on product launches but we're honing in on the go-to-market strategy and kind of taking a look at it from like a professional perspective versus consumer perspectives to give us a little bit of an edge but when we're doing this it's like it's so much trial and error and it's been really, it's so much fun. But when we were chatting, we immediately kind of felt each other's energy. And we're like, we have, we just have to like create something together. We have to try and figure it out and see what it is. So it's been such a fun process. But she and I both, it's like whenever we talk to someone who's just graduating now or they're still in college and they want to connect and, you know, hear people's stories, it's always don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Like, it's just, it's not the smartest choice anymore. I feel like we have to protect ourselves and always be able to pivot quickly as needed. Completely, completely agree. And I feel like me and Melissa, it's been such a similar story with us. Like we connected and hit it off straight away. And it was just like, we need to work together. <laughs> what are we going to do? We need to work together. Yeah. So, I love that, that you guys vibed and then created the beauty brief out of that. Yes. And you also have another new project, too, which you had mentioned, the Seattle Beauty Collective. So how does that play into all this? Okay. So this is a brand new initiative, and I'm so excited about it. And um, it's it's very much in the planning phases right now. We're on Instagram and LinkedIn, but it's it's all just coming soon sort of content at the moment. But we have a lot, a lot of exciting things that we're hoping to achieve with this. And basically... Seattle as a city kind of has a reputation for being a little bit closed off to transplants, a little bit clicky. And it's also not known as a beauty hub. <laughs> it's not your really? typical city. Do they have a glossier now? 
Oh my god. <laughs> as far as like I mean, we we had beauty like products and things like that, but as far as like corporate roles and things of that nature, like that's mm-hmm. gonna be in LA, San Francisco, New York City. Like yeah. there's a few here and there's more here than people realize, but it's it's just that's not what we're known for. So while I see in New York and LA, there's all these amazing networking opportunities and chances for people to connect and learn. We don't have that here. And the more and more that I've been trying to really like build my own sense of community here in Seattle, I'm realizing that a lot of people also feel like so disconnected from other people that are doing these things. So my vision is to bring together people that wouldn't normally have access to one another. And that's going to be people who are working in in corporate goods, working for brands, working as freelancers or consultants, as well as small business owners, people who are working as like even like estheticians, hairstylists, like whatever. This is such a prominent industry. It has the most female entrepreneurs of like any space. And the ability to connect those women and to be able to help elevate them and their platform and to kind of all learn from each other simultaneously. It's so valuable and we just don't have that. So I want to make that happen. And I'm working with two recent grads that are looking to get into beauty marketing. And it's it's a rough climate out there for people who are job seeking. So this is going to be a really fun opportunity for us to just kind of brainstorm and figure out, like, what do we want our local community to be? And they're from here, so they have a little bit more perspective, too. And then I'm connecting with a lot of local businesses to see who would be involved in kind of these really early stages to help us craft what we want this to look like. What a cool initiative. We need more of that in every single city. (laughs) Yeah. It's a West Coast thing, too. I I swear, if you go more east, everyone's getting together. Maddie and I tried to run an event here a couple months ago, and everyone bailed. Mm-hmm. And he was like, why? I'm like, because we're like baby deers on this side of the world. We're very timid. No one likes to get together. We have to take a couple tries. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is it's like, I want a combination of people who are from here and going to know all the like weird nuances that I just don't get and can't wrap my head around, as well as people who are transplants to like share their perspectives and being like, listen, this is what it's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell us it, the juice. Yeah. Tell us the tea. What's going on? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, why is it like this? Like, I think it's so weird, too. It's like, especially like when you're when you're in your 30s and you're single, it's like, OK, how do I meet friends? <laughs> how do I it's How so hard, right? Meet people. And, 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 yeah, honestly, it's funny. Like my family, I uh, my family is from Bainbridge Island, and okay, Sammamish, Sammamish. Oh my god, I'm so bad. Sorry, Seattle. It's okay. Uh, I know. I can't say it either. So <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Oh my gosh. And yeah, like we, like when we, we got more people to show up to the event in Bainbridge because Bainbridge actually is way more safe, better for people to go because the ferries are so like crazy, right? Because they have so many people, young people in that area. But you would think that we only knew that because of the T of one of the landmarks there, right? But you just don't know because no one wants to talk to you, except I make people talk to me. So <laughs> what am I doing? I know. 
<laughs> like, I feel like that's like one of the things where I'm like, you know what? Like, that's fine. Like, I don't really, I'm kind of shameless. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll advocate for everyone. That's fine. We'll figure it out. But yeah, it's like, there's so many different nuances and things to, to every city. And Seattle's been, I mean, it's a beautiful place to be in. It's been challenging to figure it out, but. I feel like the more energy that you put into it and like if, if you give positive effort towards something like you're going to eventually see the results of that. It's going to give it back to you a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Completely agree with that. Well, we are going to run out of time here shortly, but I want to ask you just like one or two more things. So um, this question we ask all of our guests and it's one of our faves. So. Our podcast name is called Kindred Spirits, and it's actually based on a quote. And the quote says, to discover a kindred spirit is to find your heart in the heart of a friend. So what we want to ask you is, how do you know when you found a kindred spirit? I It's very hard to explain it in a way that you can speak. I think when I find kindred spirits professionally, or even when I just found the beauty industry as is where I wanted to focus on in my work. Um, it's just this energy and this feeling where it's it's not effort. It doesn't take effort. You just feel like you can just exist and you kind of feed off of one another. And it's just this positive momentum that is just coming from just being connected with this person or working on a project in this space. It's not tangible. And I think that makes it a little bit tricky, but it is, it's interesting. I think over the years, all of the different kindred spirits that I found, whether it's professionally or in my personal life, sometimes they've been kind of really unexpected, which I think are the really fun ones. Um, Because you realize that you have all these differences, but there's just something about you as humans that resonates with each other so strongly. And I love experiencing that. It's one of my biggest passions outside of marketing is just understanding human behavior and connection and and why we do the things that we do. But it isn't tangible. It's it's just a vibe. (laughs) Totally. Just a vibe. Just a vibe. Like I told you, honey, it was a vibe. Um, thank you absolutely loved having you how can people connect with you in the best way yeah absolutely so honestly right now linkedin is going to be your best bet i'm on linkedin at bethany ramsey um and you'll see the honeybee sign right there um additionally to that i'm on instagram at honeybee studio and i'm in the process of rebranding my own brand which I can't even get into you, but I will answer my DM there. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Bethany. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs>